Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Greg? Stacy, are you here? Hello? Greg, your door was unlocked. Hello, this is Greg. Leave a message after the beep. Hi, it's me. I'm at yours. I, I thought you would be too. Um, have you heard from Stacy? Call me when you can. Hi, Kate. Are you with Greg? No, I, I dropped him off around a half hour ago. Oh. I'm here now, but there's no sign of him. Yeah, we hit a bit of a dead end earlier. He's probably out clearing his head. Grand. Thanks. Everything okay, Kate? Should I come over? Yeah, I think you should. His front door was unlocked. There's no sign of him. I'm on my way. Thanks. Where are you, Craig? feeling? Who said that? You know who. Dead hand. Are you, are you going to kill me? Mm-hmm. And then, Lucy, I have to protect my code. But we didn't crack it. Ah, you did. Daniel wasn't in the coffin. Of course not. Then, then where is he? I need to thank you, Greg. Why? I'd lost my way, forgotten who I was, why my work mattered. My victims' voices had become dead air. No one was listening anymore except you. Your focus, your awe at my work helped me find me. (laughs) What are you talking about? Tim, the encrypt keeper. What? The listener from my podcast? Mm -hmm. That... That was you? I'm a big fan. See, I'd spent years caring for my sick sister, being what she needed me to be, safe. Then after she passed, you and your community helped me find my voice again. So you came back because... Because of you, Greg. I hope I didn't wake you when I called. You didn't. What happened to your face? Did someone hit you? I slept on the pavement. I'm fine. Okay. Greg's been gone an hour and his door was left open, which isn't like him at all. I phoned Murray. She's on her way over too. Because of Dead Hand's death threat? Is what? Dead Hand released audio directly threatening Greg and... Well, his whole family... You didn't know. (laughs) Sorry, I, I just assumed... Greg had said it was Stacy who heard it first. It caused her to have a panic attack. No, no, I knew. The last I saw Greg was just outside on the doorstep. He had his keys and was going to the door. Wait. What is it? First time I was here, he said he had a secret camera. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Where? The front door. <coughs> <laughs> 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 
Let me go. All those episodes of the podcast, so much talk about the code and yet virtually none on why I do what I do. You left us no clues about Yes, why. I did. Who do you know I took? My father, Deidre Sinclair, Andy Morgan, Daniel Carty. Yeah? I don't understand. What did they do to deserve any of this? When I was a kid, my dad was walking me and my sister home from town. In front of us, he was murdered. Stabbed to death by a mugger. So you should understand the pain you've inflicted on so many... Our statements were taken quickly by police, but there'd been a bomb in town, so their attention was on that. Do you know I only remember one thing from the funeral? Abide with me. Uh Gives me chills every time I hear it. They never found a mugger. I got the impression no one ever really tried. No one cared about my father. No one cared about what we had suffered. That doesn't give you license to hurt others. My father's life was lost in the troubles, but not to the troubles. So it mattered less. And we didn't seem to matter at all. I was angry. And it festered. Meanwhile, people like your father profited off our dirty little war. (laughs) He was... A journalist. The man was a disgrace. He stirred up tensions and spent his evenings safely away from any conflict at his nice house in the leafy suburbs. With his family. And what a good family man, right? It was his fling with Sinclair that brought him into my sights. A police officer who rose up the ranks by colluding with both sides for profit. Then as she tried to bargain for her life, she offered up names who became voices for my code. Including his. All people who used the troubles to advance themselves. And what about Daniel Carty? He was born just before the ceasefire. What did he do wrong? Do you know what he did for a living? An architect. Spearheading the redesign of the old jail outside Belfast. They're turning it into a hotel. And at its heart is to be a shrine. It will celebrate the legacy of those criminals who were caged there like they were some sort of principled heroes. Using the troubles to advance. (sighs) Now, are you ready? I I won't do it. (laughs) Your father said the same thing. I'm not reading out your code. Yes, you are. (laughs) Any luck? I think I have it here just need to get the sconce off. Ooh. Oh, Murray's here. And got it. The thing's tiny. It would have been pointed right down the street. Is there an SD card or something? Mm. Yes. Okay. It's playing. There's you. And Greg. We said our goodbyes and I went. Well, where had you been? Um, following up a lead. Okay. There. There. Someone in the shadows. Oh, someone was waiting for him. Oh, God. He's hit him over the head. Greg's out cold. Do either of you recognise that man? No, I've never seen him before. He's dragging Greg toward a car. I can't make out the registration. W- w- what do we do? 
What's that on him? Is that blood? The assailant seems to be speckled with... Oh, it's paint. How do you know? I think... I think he was in my house earlier today. What? Someone was waiting for us when we arrived home this evening. We managed to scare them off. I thought it was to do with the amnesty, because of the graffiti he painted on my wall. But he was covering his tracks, sending me off in the wrong direction. Did you see the intruder? No. But Stacy might have. Let's go back to yours. Wake her up. It's definitely worth asking. Okay. Well, you don't seem so sure. No, of, co- of course. I'll drive. It's just... I have no idea where my daughter is. What do you think of my studio? My father left me the building. Butchers on the ground floor, a wee flat above. This walk-in fridge, with some soundproofing, was always the perfect place to record my voices. (sighs) I couldn't bring myself to part with the old meat hooks. And what do you think about my recording equipment, huh? It's antique. My father loved the mystique of the Cold War, the craft. Oh, I really enjoyed that podcast episode. What was it, number seven? The one where you tried to link my name to the old Soviet dead hand number station? (laughs) Wrong, of course, but highly entertaining. Now, I probably would have gone for the moniker Buzzer if that was my intended point. UVB76. Can't remember what that means. Uh, UVB76. The number station some people believed was linked to the dead hand deterrent. If the station stopped broadcasting for even a second, it was a sign Moscow had suffered a direct nuclear attack and thousands of Soviet missiles would fly into the air to wreak bloody revenge. A theory that fell apart when UVB76 went offline for 25 minutes in 1989 and the world kept spinning. Anyway, ready to go. Recording. I'm not doing it. I won't force you. But when the time comes, every minute you delay will mean true, cruel pain. Or you could read what's in front of you, save yourself that badness. If we did crack the code, Lucy will do it again. And the police will come for you. So, they find bodies. They won't find me. And then when people have once again purposefully forgotten, I'll take Lucy. And if you don't start reading, I'll take Kate and your niece, Stacy, as well. Don't they live in such a lovely house? That's right. I was there earlier. (laughs) Well, this is all your choice. And if I have to hurt them, they'll know it's because of you. If I get loose, I'm going to... We're recording, Greg. Please, begin. Four, seven, four, eight. Three, one, two, four... Nine, one, five. Stacy, Stacy. I was really hoping she'd be home by now. She doesn't usually stay away this long. Detective Murray will find her. Kate, are you okay? 
My brother and daughter are both missing. Sorry, yeah, um, I just mean your bruises. I lost my balance, hit my head as I fell. They've got nothing to do with whatever's going on with Stacy. No. Kate, I've heard about this sort of thing before. There is no shame in talking about Hello? it. Hello? Kate? Stacy? Yeah? We find her near Alexandra Park. Of course she called the police. Because we need your help. Show her the image. Good. You're done. Tell me what the code means. Ah, you worked it out, Greg. And we didn't find Daniel. If only you had a little more time. You barely scratched the surface. So what now? You kill me? Not yet. You're going to be a little bit different. How? Your podcast. I want to do a special episode. Why? To celebrate the moment I take your life. (laughs) Is this the man you saw fleeing your home earlier today? Who's that he's dragging? Is that Uncle Greg? Yes. Do you recognise him? He came for us. It's okay, Stacey. Is this the same guy? Yeah. You're sure? It's definitely him. Can you remember the make of the car? Did you see any of the registration? It was blue. Uh, Ford or something like that. I've got to make a call. Well done, Stacey. Yes, thank you. I can't believe it was him. I'll give you some space. You didn't tell them what happened? No. You were right. I deal with things by not. Because what if it's like a dam? When I think about the pain inside of me, from Dad's murder, to your father leaving, to what's happening right now with Greg, I just feel like... Panicking. Yeah. So I bottle it up thinking that it can't hurt me that way. Except that it does. And it hurts you too. I'm scared, Mum. Especially of losing the people that I love. Of losing you. I'm so sorry. I should never have... Stacey, it's okay. It's okay. As soon as you told me about the intruder, I've had control working on pulling any CCTV from in and around here and Greg's place. And thanks to Stacey's information, we find a blue Ford moving through both areas. We got the plate. And the address the car's registered to? Units are on their way there now. What the... D.S. Murray. What? Tuning in now. What's happening? I got a message from Greg's number telling me to get to a computer. So did I. It's his podcast. A new episode is broadcasting. And welcome to this very special live event. The death of Greg Matthews by me. Greg. Dead hand. Greg. Say hello. Now come on. Don't sulk. Your audience awaits. Okay. Fine. I'm I'm here. Uh, his name is Tim, and I'm at his. Did you think I'd give you my real name? 
Uh, sorry about this, folks. I'd hoped for a more cooperative guest, but as you can hear, Greg's with me. Control, Alpha 2-4 in position. Copy 2-4, Romeo 3-7, come in, over. Control, Romeo 3-7 receiving and arriving on site. Confirming suspect's name is Mark Sheen, over. Roger that, Romeo 3-7, Alpha 2-4 is in position. 2-4, have you seen any movement inside? Over. Negative 3-7, there's not even a single light on. Control, is the broadcast still ongoing? Over. Affirmative 3-7, I'm being told the source of the transmission is encrypted and the suspect is using a modulator to disguise his voice. Roger that. All units, breach on my command. Go! 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 Our police! Our police! I'm police! Mark Sheen! Come out with your hands up! Get you clear! Greg! Bedroom clear! Living room clear! Romeo 37, come in. Over. This is Romeo 37. The house is empty. Roger. I want to thank this man. What did Detective Murray say? No sign of either of them. What will the police do now? Um, Murray is searching through the apartment, hoping to find something, anything, anything that helps. So what do we do? Mum? Uh, I don't know. Detective Murray said the suspect was a Mark Sheen, right? Yeah. Let's see what the internet says about him. The people of this place deserve new trauma. To remind you all of how it feels to be ignored and then forgotten. I give my victims a voice... With that, we're coming to the end here, so it's time for the grand finale. Greg, will you tell your listeners what's about to happen? I want to say, no matter what happens to me, you'll get caught. And it'll be because of people like me. So, do whatever you want, because sooner or later... We'll get you. That's enough of that. And now, Greg Matthews will die. <gasps> oh, no. And then that quickly, I know how to make this last. You start shallow, surface level. Always be careful not to go too deep and accidentally clip an artery. Let the blade slide through the flesh. We need to think. What? Mark Sheen. Okay, he's searching. Oh, he's torturing him. Very little online. Had a sister who died of complications from an overdose last year. So? And uh, a father who was murdered during the Troubles. Christopher Sheen of Westland Crescent. Someone check, is that property still there? Stacy, do it! Wait, oh, okay, look at now. What were you trying to tell us, Greg? You were at his. What? Stacy! Uh, okay, uh, most of the old buildings are gone. They built a load of new apartments and offices because it's so close to the city centre and Lanyon Place train station. What houses are still there? Uh, numbers 21 to 42. There's a number 29. I, yes. Every single one of the codes has 29 numbers. Cool, Murray. Time's up. There's an artery that starts in your upper thigh near your groin and runs down to the back of your knee. The right incision 
and a person dies in a minute. <laughs> to my audience, thank you for listening. Goodbye, Greg. <coughs> <coughs> Step back on the ground. Secure the suspect. Mark Sheen, I'm arresting Greg, the suspicion of murder of Can you hear me? I need immediate medical support. Greg. Can you hear me? Greg, wake up. Greg, wake up. Where are the paramedics? Hey there. Good to see you awake. Where am I? Hospital. What, what, what happened? Uh, Murray, the medics. A 20-hour surgery. They saved your life. Dead hand? In custody. You did it, Greg. No. Get some rest. I did it. Sleep. Hiya. Oh, Greg. It's so great to see you. Hey, you too. Hi, Uncle Greg. So, on the men then. Uh, yeah. Marie told me what happened. Number 29. Yeah, definitely on the men. Everything had to have a point, right? Right. The code... He said we cracked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Detective Murray says he worked security at Clifton Street Graveyard and other cemeteries over the years. Of course. Tim, the encrypt keeper. Yeah. He saw us the night we went looking for Daniel. Murray knows about that? Yeah. She wasn't happy. Said she'd be in touch. So that's how he knew we'd worked it out. Did he tell you where, um, where Daniel is? I'm sorry. He, he didn't. I don't understand how he cracked it then. No, he said our thinking was too basic. What was it? We'd only scratched the surface. Oh, I can't wait to see a judge put him away for good. And something else about being too shallow. Kate? Mm-hmm? What's that joke Mum's so fond of? Oh, the Dave Allen one, the one on his gravestone? Beneath this sod. Uncle Greg. I can't believe it. What are you doing? Lie back down. Call Murray. I know where the bodies are. Beneath this sod lies another. After everything, this is how we find Daniel. Sheen worked as security in loads of different cemeteries over the years. So, the night before a funeral, when the grave had been freshly dug... He hid the body, covered it over, and then... The next day, in goes the coffin, and the grave is filled... The code tells us which graves were used. Yes. Including my Uncle Andrew. St Mary's Church Cemetery in Newry. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for saving my life. My pleasure. Why have you stopped? We've found remains, Detective. What will you do now? Daniel had talked about us starting to hike up mountains. We have some good ones around these parts. I'll check him out. Spread his ashes up the top of one. 
I wish I'd had the chance to meet him. Me too. You'd have hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I know. <laughs> when are you burying your father's remains? Services tomorrow. Will it be the first time you'll have been at his graveside? Yeah. Yes, we have heard this all before. Look, Kate, no, all I'm saying is your amnesty would free people who killed more than Sheen. Yes. Gregory, is this really the time? We've only just laid your father to rest. And you can live with that? We're all letting our past fester inside of us. Some of which needs confronted. True. But in this little country of ours, there are wounds where the cure might be worse than the disease. Leaving that pain behind won't be fair on some and will be a lot more than others deserve, but for the sake of our future. It's a price worth paying. I I think so, yes. What about you? Well, not leaving old scars alone almost got me killed. So I'd say I'm undecided. Good. Although you should all know, <clears throat> I handed him a resignation yesterday. What? Why? I threatened a victim. An innocent man who's been let down again and again, most recently by me. I have to step aside. It's the right thing to do. Anyway, how are you doing, Mum? Not great, but better for having your father at peace. What about you? Me? I... I can't believe it's over. It doesn't work like that, Greg. The pain of losing your dad will be with me forever. And what you went through will never leave you. No, I shouldn't have said it like that. I I just... I just feel like I have my life back. The work is unfinished. I am inspired. I am the new dead hand, and you will be my victims. Zero seven four zero two two nine two seven two five zero six three two six four six seven eight eight seven eight eight three zero nine nine three four six nine four six nine four six nine four six nine four In Dead Hand by Stuart Drennan, Greg was played by Paul Mullen. D.S. Mary by Michelle Furley. Kate, Russian Gallagher. Lucy, Hannah Eggleton. Stacy, Emer Fearn. Daniel, Desmond Eastwood. May, Julia Dearden. Thomas, Patrick Fitzsimons. Freya, Carol Moore. Joe, Nikki Harley. Control, Louise Parker, Police Officer. Andrew McCracken, TSG lead, Patrick Buchanan, and Mark Sheen was Conleth Hill. All other roles were performed by members of the cast. Dead Hand was produced in Belfast by Michael Shannon. The executive editor was Andy Martin. Dead Hand is a BBC Northern Ireland production for Radio 4. Sounds, music, radio, podcasts. One.
Once upon a time, there was a man who lived in a house that wasn't on any map. The man lived in his house with his adopted sister Nikisha, his friend Sebastian, his aunt Lily, and his faithful housekeeper Mrs. Boone. And then, one day, after years of living in peace and harmony, those sneaky tow rags in British intelligence sent a young lady to find the man. They'd filled the unfortunate girl's head with all sorts of nonsense about the man. He's a thief, a smuggler, a killer, a liar. The Themis Group has tendrils everywhere, through governments, intelligence services, law enforcement. An organized crime syndicate so powerful that no one's ever heard of it. Evidence gathered vanishes into thin air. Witnesses recant. Crooked politicians shut down investigations. And they set the young lady on a collision course with this poor man who just wanted a quiet life in the countryside. <coughs> Honestly, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Who is Aldrich Kemp? A new five-part series by Julian Simpson on BBC Radio 4 and available on BBC Sounds. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.